If you got your Bible, let's open them up to Matthew chapter 21. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I personally believe that we are last October, toward the end of October, November, the Lord began to talk to us and he began to tell us, he said, you're coming into the time of the, the miracles. You're coming into the time of the miraculous. And, and uh, we've, we've been listening to the Spirit of God like you. We're looking. Uh, we're thankful for what we're seeing. Um, the other day we were in Phoenix. Actually, it was about 30 days ago. And we were, we were just preaching. And uh, a man in a wheelchair come up. And uh, he, he's made questions like, can really this be so and all of that? And the man got up and walked out of the wheelchair. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, how many of you know, the crowd got pretty excited, but I was pretty excited. I was like, yeah, you go ahead, God. Amen. But uh, in that, how many of you know, you and I, we know if something like that happens, God gets the glory. And, and it's by his spirit. It's by his power. And we're just people and we'll let him use us however. But in that, in the time of the miraculous and the things of the miracles, uh, you know, it's very interesting in Galatians 3. That Paul wrote and he said, he which doeth miracles among you, doeth he it by the spirit of the law or does he do it by the hearing of faith? And other translations will begin to break it down and it begins to tell us that Jesus was trying to get him to see that he just don't show up and do a lot of stuff uh, without usually the cooperation of people. Amen. How many of you agree with me? God needs your and my will. Amen. And he needs people that live here to ask him to do certain things like you all are praying and asking God to do. But in that, when Jesus was in his hometown in Luke 4, they, they were listening to Jesus preach. And they said, why don't you do here like what you did in Capernaum? And they, because he remember he said something about the widow and, and the, the uh, leper. And he said there were many widows in Israel in the days. And then there were many lepers. Remember that? And he used that story and it made him so mad. They took him out behind the church and tried to throw him off the brow of the hill. But he walked right through the crowd. But it's interesting when they said, why don't you do here what you did in Capernaum? When you study that out, it says in Matthew that Jesus went to Capernaum and those that sat in darkness, he began to expound the scriptures to them. And when they began to see the light off of the word, they came out of darkness and many were set free. See, those people that he was preaching to in his hometown there in Luke 4, how many of you know, they thought he just went over and did a lot of stuff. He went over there and he taught the word, but by teaching the word and then the proper response from the people, how many of you know there were miraculous works of God? Amen. So how many of you know, we've been hearing the word here for years. We are hearers of the word. We're doers of the word. So tell somebody, this is my year. This is my year. Amen. Tell somebody else. This is my year. Amen. Glory to God. Now, how many of you agree with this? We won't get everything that we know belongs to us every year. But how many know we are going to get everything that belongs to us? Amen. We're growing. We're reaching. We're striving for some stuff. But the thing I want to encourage you about is, is in Mark 4, about verse 20, He talks about before that, the sowing of the seed of the word. But then in verse 20, he says, these are they which heard the word, received the word. And then he goes into the 30, the 60 and the hundredfold. How many of you know, if you used to be sick all the time with different stuff, 
And now you've come and you've sat under the word and you've heard the word and you're only sick like a month out of the year. How many of you know you ought to rejoice because you are getting a harvest off of the word. Now, we're not satisfied with 10% only. We're not going to stay at 30. But how many of you know we're after the hundredfold harvest off of the word? Glory to God. Amen. But don't beat yourself up that you ain't walking in divine health yet. But rejoice. You are getting a harvest off of the word. Amen. Glory to God. Now, so in that, go now if you would, Matthew chapter 21. He said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus saith unto them. Oh, I'm sorry, verse 16. Matthew 21, 16. Sorry, guys. Okay. And he said unto them, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus saith unto them, Yea, have you never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected praise? Now, in my Bible, it's got a little footnote, and I look over in the margin, and Jesus is quoting Psalms 8-2. Do you have that in your Bible? If you got it in the margin, it'll show Psalms 8-2. Jesus is literally quoting that. Now, if you would go over to Psalms 8-2, please. Psalms chapter 8. Now... How many of you have everything that you want from God and, and you know has promised you? How many of y'all do not have everything? We don't have it. But how many of you are thankful for what you do have? Look at somebody say, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Amen. How many know grateful people get more? Amen. Glory to God. Look, look at somebody say, I'm glad I ain't. Well, we won't say that yet. Okay, now. <laughs> Amen. People that are full of the Holy Ghost are easy to be around. They're happy. They're joyful. They're pleasant. Amen. But it doesn't mean we don't go through some stuff. David wrote and he said, I've been through the fire and I've been through the water, but he's brought me into a wealthy place. But David did not say that God drug him through it. God said, as David would acknowledge that God's still God, even in the hard place, even in the fire, even in the water, God got him out. Glory to God. Tell somebody, I'm a coming out. Amen. Now, Psalms 8, 2. Ready? So Jesus was quoting that. And he said, out of the mouth of babes. How many know he's not talking about ladies? Amen. Let's clear that up right now. Okay. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I don't know why I said that, but it's just good. Okay. Now, out of, I got a babe, my wife. She's my honey. Amen. So, and she does sometimes say some pretty profound things. He gets a pretty good shot in on me every once in a while. Now, but he says here, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength. Because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. Now, we know in the Amplified, Psalms 8-2, Amplified reads, Out of the mouth of babes and unweaned infants, you have established what? Strength. Strength. 
because of your foes that you might silence the enemy and the avenger. When you and I have heard the word that we have heard, how many of you agree with me? We know good and well we should be winning. But when we get into hard places sometimes, the enemy will come and he all, he's a liar. He's a deceiver. And he'll say stuff like, well, if, if God really loved you, you wouldn't be in a hard place like this. How many of you know? It, that's not true. Because, I mean, dear God, if, if things ought to always work right based on the will of God, I don't believe Paul ever did find the will of God. Everywhere he went, every town he went to, somebody had a rock. Somebody had some sticks. They was trying to shoot him, kill him. I mean, all that stuff. How I many you know he'd go somewhere and there'd be people inciting a riot? Yeah. He's preaching the word. But how many of you know he knew whatsoever state he was in, whether it's California, Oklahoma, he knew in whatever state he was in to be content. And he said, I have had abundance. There's been times I ain't had any abundance. But he said, I don't let what I have or don't have affect my praise concerning my God. Because I'm going to praise him. If I've got a pocket full of money or if I don't have no money, I'm going to praise him. Because if I don't have no money and I get to praising him, I'll end up with a pocket of money. Amen. Tell your neighbors, say, you might as well go ahead and get involved. This is as good as it's going to get. Amen. Now, there are two things. There are two things. Why does God want you or I to praise him? Is he selfish? Is he stuck on himself? No. He's not asking us or someone to brag on him. He doesn't have an ego trouble. The Bible says God is love, right? So why would God want someone to praise him? Psalms 8, 2 that we just read said, you will find strength so that you might stop the enemy. There are two things. You'll find strength and you will stop and silence the mouthpiece of the enemy. Now go over to Psalms 9, 1. Psalms 9, 1 and 3. I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. <laughs> I believe that. I will be glad. <laughs> yeah. Everybody say whole heart. whole heart. Have you ever met somebody when they're going through something, you know good and well they're going through it? They, they do not have a poker face. <laughs> you know what I mean by that? You know, you can't tell what they're holding. <laughs> a good poker face. You don't know what they got. That, but anyway, we're in the church. So, we, okay. <laughs> but y'all know what I mean by it, right? Okay. So, but then there'll be some, if they're going through a hard place, you know it. You do not have to ask them. I mean, their face gives it away. Their actions give it away. And you know what's going on. You know, it's amazing that uh, in Psalms 27, it says that the enemy will send out a spirit. It's called familiar. He will follow you 
He is not supposed to attack you. He is to follow you and take notes about you. Therefore, they know what gets you upset. That's Psalms 27, 11. They know what makes you happy. They know what makes you sad. They know what will trip your trigger. They know. And their assignment is to follow you. And set that stuff up. Have you all ever read that? Psalms 27, 11. All right. Now in that, we know in Philippians 1, 28 in the Amplified, Paul wrote and said, whatever you do, do not give your, in the Amplified, do not give the devil a sign. Don't give him a sign. So if he, uh, now this is just something we used to do before we got saved. If we was in a, a beer joint, and uh, and we were there, you know, before we got saved. And we were there, and we, it was a new place, and we hadn't been there before. I always tried to pick out the, the roughest, the worst one, and I'd go tell him, if something happens, I'm on your side. <laughs> I would, because I, I have seen, I've seen guys get hit square, I mean hard, right in the mouth. And in the blood, they'll stand there and if they'll grin. And they're like, oh, snap, we're in trouble now. Amen. And how many of you know that if the devil, every time he hollers boo or does something to you and you get a wimpy attitude, how many of you know he knows it's working? But if you stand there and he's hit you with the best thing he's got and you stand there and you're like, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Glory to God. He don't know if it's working or not. Hey, man. So in that, tell somebody you're sitting by, don't give the devil a sign. Hey, man. Now, if you're going through something, how I many know y'all ought to have somebody you can call and help and stand in agreement yeah. with? We understand that. Yeah. But you know what? My wife, I'm so glad God gave me a wife that is not scared of me. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you got one too, don't you? Amen. I know Brother Mark does. Amen. But you know, I tell you what, I am so thankful, you know, and in that, it's so wonderful because if I... One time I was going to quit the ministry, 1995. I told her, I said, I've had it up to here. I'm quitting. I'm leaving. I called my uncles in Bakersfield. I got a job running yellow iron, big equipment. And I said, I'm coming out there. And Sally stood up me and said, well, you can go if you want to, but me and the kids, we're staying here. (laughs) Amen. I said, oh, you want me to go get a place? No, I married a preacher, and that's what I'm going to stay married to. Amen. Glory to God. I was so glad she stood up to me. Amen. Now, the rest of the time, I'm heffy. But that night, it was good. Amen. But she stood up to me. How many know you need four crazy friends that ain't afraid to tear the roof off, slap you around a little bit? Amen. You call them, you're whining, crying. They don't know. You ought to say, okay, I'll give you a minute. And then when they get minutes up, say, now shut up. (laughs) Suck it up. Quit your crying. Let's get back to praising God. You know good and well what the word says. 
Hallelujah. Suck it up. Let's get back to faith. Let's get back to praise. Glory to God. Amen. <laughs> Tap somebody on the shoulder and say, suck it up. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You, I wish I had a sign. Amen. <laughs> How many you know if the devil hits you at something and then you're, you're crying? <laughs> it's hard for me to cry. But, you know, <laughs> you're crying. You might as well have a sign. It's working. <laughs> now, I ain't got all night, y'all. Y'all are going to have to help me. Amen. <laughs> but I mean, you know, if he's done everything, you know, the little imp, he's took notes. The one that's familiar with you. That's why they're called familiar spirits. And he's wrote all this stuff down. They hate long lines at the grocery store. <laughs> so every time you go to the grocery store, when you go in and get the buggy, there is nobody at the cash register. But when you finally get ready to leave, it's like there's an invisible voice that says, everybody get to the front before whoever gets up there. And they are like... You you were having a good day before then. And all of a sudden you're like, oh. I'm, oh. Yep. Now listen, and then we'll say stuff. Pastor Mark's going to give us 30 days of saying stuff. Amen. But you'll say stuff like, I hate coming to the grocery store. Every time I come to the grocery store, line just gets long. And then you get confused because your words are working. There you go. You ought to, even if you go to a place and there's open registers, just to let the devil know, long lines do not bother me no more. You see three open. They're over here. There's five in a row. You ought to go over here and get in line and smile the whole time you're over there. He won't know what to do with you. The imp will go back and say, Big D, used to, this used to work. But now we're confused. They go find a long line. And they smile. And then they sing song, church songs while they're in line. And then they go to witness and it's all, it's got us messed up. Why should we let the devil mess us up? Why don't we mess him up? (laughs) Oh, amen. So, get your four crazy friends. Right? (laughs) You know what kind of crazy I'm talking about in a good way. That'll help you. If you have trouble, get somebody that ain't afraid to get up in your face. (laughs) <laughs> hey man, some of you wives are like, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> Use wisdom, sister. Use wisdom. But, so Sally told me, she said, I ain't moving to Bakersfield. I said, oh, you mean you want me to go get? No, I ain't moving. I am not raising my kids in Bakersfield. That's what she told me. 
How many know? We have family at Bakersfield, but I mean, no, we were called at that time to Texas. And then we moved to Oklahoma. That's where we pastor. And after that, we made a covenant with God and we said, we'll never, that'll never come up ever again. How many of you know, devil don't know what to do with that. Amen. Some of you with this pain stuff in your backs, how many of you know, don't keep talking about all this, you know, can I be frank? I'm really Ricky, but you know what I mean by that, right? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Some people have so studied, you know, I get tickled at commercials. Yeah. Oh, your little finger hurts. Well, take this. Your left ear might fall off. And you'll probably drag your right leg for a while. But, but your little finger won't hurt no more. I mean, you know. And they, they will study symptoms. And, and they can describe every symptom with something. If somebody says, man, I had a, a, a catch. Oh, can I tell you what that might be? And then you ask them, well, what about 1 Peter 2.24? I didn't find that in my research. But, but can, I mean, really, are you following me? And see, they're educating themselves on symptoms. When they should be feeding on something that actually changes it. Amen. 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 We'd go and minister one lady one time, and she wanted to take about 25 minutes to tell us how everything that was wrong. I told her, I said, Dear God, sister, it sounds like me, you just need an overhaul. <laughs> Amen. Really, I mean, she started up here and it was going down. I thought, we don't have that much time. <laughs> Amen. So, you know, you can ask my wife uh, because of riding bulldozers and I'd got run over by a few horses. And they took me to hospital one night and I had horse hoof prints on me, my back, my head. They all got caught up in a stampede and got troubled at a rodeo. But they took me and they said, well, it looks like your kidneys are jarred loose. I said, well, are they still working? Yeah, for what we can tell. I said, fine. If they're still in there, we're good. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And you just got crazy stuff. Was in seven automobile accidents, totaled them, rolled them upside down, tore them up, gas pouring down, all of that stuff. And, you know, I just, I tried to tear everything up. Me. But when I got saved, I was under the impression that because Jacob walked with the limp. <laughs> remember? Remember Jacob? Wrestled with the angel? Y'all not, I mean, y'all ever heard that story? Okay. And he walked with the limp. The devil had me convinced. He's like, you tore your body up. Now you're saved. But, but you, all this crazy stuff, your back and all the stuff that you've done to your gut. But drinking all that stuff and taking stuff, all of that. So it's all messed up. But thank God, God saved you. And I thought that. 
And then we get to Ramah, Brother Hagin's teaching, and he said, what about the God of restoration? What about the God of restoration? The word restore. Amen. <laughs> I trust that was anointed. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't good at Miss God. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But the word restore means to put back into original state. Glory to God. I'm healed. I'm whole. Top of my head to the soles of my feet. But how many know it's because of the goodness of God and God is a good God. So how many know I bought into a lie for a while. But then somebody helped me see the truth of the word. And I don't have to walk with the limp. I know what it's like to get out of bed. I'm serious. You'll be so so bad. When you raise up your head off the pillow, it's such extreme pain. And you cannot set up in bed. You have to take time and it'll take your breath. And you have to put your elbow down. You have to roll out of bed and then you have to let your feet down. And if once you finally get straightened up for a little bit, you can kind of move around. I know what all that's like. I know what it's like to eat something and then have to find a bathroom immediately. I know what all that's like, but I don't know what it's like now. One night, our sis, my sister and my brother and some others were praying. We had a son, Ricky Jr., in Iraq. They took the Baghdad airport. And then we get a satellite phone call in the middle of the night, 2 a.m., wakes us up. And he says, there's nothing on the other line. I said, hello, you know, you're awake. I mean, you're asleep and you're kind of not quite ready to talk yet. And uh, I said, hello, hello. And finally I heard somebody on the other end of the line sniffling. I said, who is this? He said, Dad, it's me. And he said, at that time, how many remember the man they were after that started all of that? And they hadn't found him yet. And he said, Dad, they know where he is. And the lieutenant told him, he's taking 22 of us. And he said, we're going to go get him. Can't tell you where we're going. Nothing like that. But he told us, he said, go call your wife. Go call your mom, dad, whoever you got back home. Because probably this will be the last time you ever talk to him. He said, I really doubt any of us is coming back. And here he is. He's in the Middle East. We're in Pawnee. How many of you know? Thank God for his word. And how many know when, when God's done stuff like that, healed you, brought you out, restored you. Don't be concerned about what the devil's trying to do now. But be mindful of him who has already done so many wonderful things for you and be grateful and be willing to rejoice and praise him at every opportunity. Because how many of you know, God will bring you out. But of course, you know, the story two hours later, they were praying. Sister Billy Brim was praying some others and the word came. They called back and they said they got him and we didn't have to go. Amen. 
Our youngest son, Levi, he drowned in our swimming pool. A, a niece was watching him. She took him outside, did not have permission, left him. He drowned. When we found him, he's already turning real dark. He swelled up. He was one year old. And my wife, she come running through the house when I found him. And she started screaming and saying, devil, you will not have my child. It was not the first thing out of her mouth. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? It was devil. You will not have my child. I'm going to encourage somebody in here. Don't be afraid to declare it. Don't be afraid to declare it. If you got scripture for it, declare it. They, the MTs got there. They worked with him. Of course, it was hard watching. They worked and they worked and they worked. And they couldn't get him. And they'd blow in him. You know how they do the CPR. Finally got him rolled over and got the water out. And they couldn't get him awake. And his eyes would roll back in his head. And he was dark. And they rushed him down to a bigger hospital in Beaumont, Texas. Doc comes in and tells us, he says, I'm going to encourage both of you. Let us let him go. Because he'll be a vegetable. He's been brain dead too long. And we stood there and we said, doctor, we weren't mad at the doctor. How many know that is scientifically right? But how many of you are thankful that's not your last report? Now, people that don't know God, that is it. That's final. But how many know it ain't? Tell somebody. Tell them. It ain't final for me. I got the word. That's right. So we stood there and we said, sir, we're grateful. We thank you. But there's things that we believe and we want him. We want him. Three hours, he's just come out of it. Woke up, sat in bed, told his mama. He, he was just one. He said, I want French fries. And he's preaching like a preaching motion. Those are just some of the more extreme things. I could tell you story after story after story how God has helped us, delivered us, brought us out. And how many of you know I don't have to have a great big thing to worship him. It could be as simple as delivering you in a car accident in a four-way. It could be as simple as you getting a home. It could be as simple as a child that had real sickness, but you stood on the word and God brought him out. How many of you know God is worthy to be praised? I will not let something that is troubling Tamper or tell me when I can praise my creator, my father. Amen. I have a right to praise him right now. Glory to God. In the midst of trouble, in the midst of adversaries, I can stand up and say, God, I thank you. You are God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He is a deliverer. He is a deliverer. He is a restorer. Glory to God. Glory to God. There are two things that your praise will do. It'll strengthen you. And it will silence the adventure. Glory. Your praise will get you out. Yes, it will. It'll get you out. It'll get you out. 
It'll get you out. It'll get you out. So I told you about my life before Christ and how extreme I was. If there was something going on, I wanted to be in the middle. So when I accepted God and the Lord Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior and God as my Father, He said, I don't really expect you to change that. He said, I'd like for you to step it up a bit. So if God's moving, if I even get a wolf, you know what a wolf is? That's like a little, a little bit. <laughs> if I get a wolf, not a wolf, wolf of the Holy Ghost. If I think he's here, you better watch out. My right leg will get to going. <laughs> I'm not afraid to praise him. Amen. Glory to God. He's worthy to be praised. He's worthy. Glory to God. Woo! Glory. Hallelujah. Father, we worship you and we praise you. I don't know what you're going through. But this one thing I do know. Your father, by praising him, will strengthen you and it will stop the mouth of the avenger. And as you praise him, God will bring you out. I am think of the story, you guys know it. Of course, we us preachers preach about it periodically. Chronicles. Lord said, in this particular one, you have no need to fight. Stand ye still. See the salvation of God. And when the singers began to praise, the Lord said, ambushments. Glory to God. <laughs> Sister, won't you stand up? You. You all right? Good? You go here, this is home? Good. Father, we thank you. You are truly the God of restoration. Yes. We don't care. We do not care. This one thing we do, we praise you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. We thank you. Hallelujah. Your will be done in our lives. And we know what your will is. It's your word. Victory. The desires of our heart. Things along that line. We could say more, but it's, it's private. We won't, don't need to. But I thank you, glory to God, as we worship and praise you in this place tonight. I thank you, Lord. Answers, breakthroughs will come. And we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise in this place tonight. We thank you, Father. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's stand if you would, please. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 (laughs) Okay, sir. I will, Psalms 9-1, I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth, recount, oh, that's good, and tell aloud, I like that, all your marvelous works and wonderful deeds. I will rejoice in you 
and being high spirits. <laughs> yeah! Ollie, that's good. That's good. I will show forth, recount, and tell aloud all the marvelous things that you have done for me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Glory. What is it? Jeremiah. Uh, 31, 33, maybe. I ain't sure, maybe. It's in that area. I'll do, I'll be like Jesus. It's written. Amen. But I think it's Jeremiah 31, 33 in the Amplified. And I think it, was it Rahab? I don't remember the lady's name. But the prophet come and said, the children are coming home. And the Bible says... That most everybody started shouting, rejoicing, but Rahab had bitter weeping and crying because she wouldn't believe it. Look at somebody say, not me, not me, not me, not me. 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 Tell somebody things are different now. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) Yeah. Tell somebody I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to rejoice over all the marvelous things that he's done. Hallelujah. Glory. (laughs) Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Thank you all for that pizza bread. That was good. Amen. Glory to God. Brother, it's good to have you. You stay with this. Keep following. Hang close to the people of God and the things of God. God has a plan for you, sir. It's a good plan. It's a plan that he prepared ahead of time. Living the good life. Amen. Don't be afraid to get radical. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Be a wild believer. Them are always good. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. Well, tell somebody, I'm going to praise him. All the time. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We worship you and thank you, Father. You are the God of restoration, and you are worthy to be praised. And we thank you. Glory to God. The enemy, trouble, will not take our shout. Nope. But instead, we will shout. We will praise. And we thank you. It will strengthen us, and it will silence the avenger. In Jesus' name. Amen.